everyone, and welcome to the Shelf Care Interview, an occasional conversation series in which Booklist talks with book people. This Shelf Care Interview is sponsored by Abrams Books. I'm Heather Booth, Associate Editor at Booklist. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with author Sadia Farooqi. Sadia was born in Pakistan and moved to the United States when she was 22 years old. She writes the Yasmin series and popular middle grade novels such as Yusuf Azim is Not a Hero. Besides writing books for kids, she also loves reading, binge watching her favorite shows, and taking naps, which I also love. She lives in Houston with her family. So welcome, Sadia. Thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about your latest book, Maria Khan and the Incredible Henna Party? Thank you. I'm excited to be talking with you. It's a brand new chapter book series about a third grader named Maria Khan. I hope you guys are going to love her. She's sassy. She's stubborn. She has always got bright ideas and wild schemes to get what she wants. She's part of a Pakistani-American family like mine. In this one in particular, this is the first book in the series, uh, Maria Khan and the Incredible Henna Party. Her arch enemy and slash rich neighbor Alexa is having a very fancy, very big birthday party. And Maria is really jealous, as third graders are wont to do. So she decides that she's going to throw a henna party to upstage Alexa. Only her parents do not agree. So she decides on a scheme called Operation Help the Khans to convince them that, you know, she's trying to be helpful. She's cleaning her sister's room, trying to cook dinner, but nothing goes according to plan and everything is a total disaster. But Maria's not giving up because she really, really, really wants this henna party. And I guess you have to read the book to see what happens at the end, whether she gets it or not. But, you know, typical third grade shenanigans. Yes, lots of fun third grade shenanigans. I really did love how you're able in this book to tap into that moment that like the eight-year-old, the you know, the birthday party, the importance of that, this like moment in third grade when I think a lot of kids are starting to kind of look beyond their families, look beyond their classroom and their neighborhood and see these big, exciting things in the larger world. And then those, of course, are always going to be in conflict with their own reality. I just wondered if you drew any, on any personal third grade experiences, either in yourself or in kids you know when you were crafting Maria and this story. Well, I grew up, like you said, in Pakistan. I went to a Catholic convent for all my school years, and third grade was fun. I remember that, but I don't have a lot of memories. It's been a long time since I was in third grade, but I grew up poor, so I didn't have a lot of things that my classmates had. Those are a lot of some of the memories I do have. One that's kind of like sharp for me is a class book fair where I was the only kid that didn't have any money to buy a book. And, you know, it's been, I know, right, it's now I think back, and it's probably not a big deal. But at that time, seven or eight years old, it was a very big deal. And honestly, it's been a lot of years since I thought of that memory and the feelings that came for it from it. But I think it's really common for kids of that age to just want something, you know, with all their hearts and be willing to do anything to get it. And, the, and like you said, they're, they're starting to see the world a, a little bit clearer and not just you know, what affects them and their families. And so they're, they're thinking of, oh, how can I, uh, what can I do to achieve this goal of mine? And sometimes those things are, are pretty out there. I think Maria has definitely got that can-do attitude only, like, I don't know, unlike me, she is happy to uh, kind of cook up some wild scheme to get her way. 
but yeah, third grade is always, it's always really a cool time, I think for any child. Yeah, I do think it's a cool time. And I think that it's, it's, I think a lot of third grade readers are going to see themselves in Maria and her, her friends hope maybe, maybe not Alexa as much, of course, as the, (laughs) the antagonist in in many ways, but I love also how each of the characters is, is a human character. They have good qualities. They have bad qualities. They have good days and they have bad days. Yeah. I mean, I love doing that. I like writing. If you read any of my books, you'll see the secondary characters are really, I I go out of my way to develop them and have them, you know, kind of be a part of it, just not like cardboard props. I don't think Alexa is really an antagonist. I think the biggest antagonist is Maria's own like desires and needs that always kind of (laughs) try to get her in trouble. But yeah, Alexa's cool. I think you like all of the characters. Yeah, that's a good point because she's, you know, Maria kind of sees her as a rival, but Alexa is just kind of living her life as well. And wanting to be friends. And wanting to be friends. You know, and we have that. I think that third graders often are not sure who their friends are, but then, uh, yeah, I've seen that with my kids as well, where enemies become friends and and I'm saying, why do you even have enemies? Yes. (laughs) But but it's very real. Everything is very real and larger than life. Yeah. Yeah. Big emotions at, at that age. So can you talk a little bit about what inspires your writing? This is your first chapter book series you've written for younger kids. You've written for older kids. Um, how, how have you gotten here? Well, I definitely wanted to write a chapter book series because I think that that's a big step from my own Yasmin books. I have a lot of very dedicated readers and as they grow older, uh, they're not old enough yet for middle grade. And I think that that's an age group slash reading level that a lot of educators, a lot of parents are seeing that their kids have needs for. So I definitely felt like my readers would be well served if there was something that was kind of the next step. And I wanted a character that was as lovable and awesome, hopefully, as um, Yasmin, because she's very beloved. And so I think I hope that Maria kind of fits the bill. I think for me, you know, a lot of things inspire my writing, but mostly it's my family and my experiences. We're an immigrant family. We're uh, people of color living in the U.S. trying to kind of blend in culturally and religiously. My kids, they're both teens now, but they're first generation American born here. But I, I moved to the U.S. as an adult. So my experiences are very different than what they have gone through and continue to go through. But I watch them, you know, grow and and all their challenges and joys of being first generation kids. I feel like that really that's that's the be all and end all of my my writing. I could write about a ton of other things, but I think that that's what I remain true to that that immigrant family experience of kids who are growing up with multi generational families with grandparents, with cousins, with uncles having family that's maybe speaking a different language at home and eating food that's different, or maybe their mom or grandma dresses differently, but they're still part of that American fabric. So that not even hyphenated, like multi-identity informs and inspires a lot of my writing and then um, definitely comes across in Maria Han as well. 
And that's not only me, but I think a lot of authors who are writing books that are specific to their experience. I still want, you know, I don't want anyone listening to this to think that their child would not be interested in a book like this because you can always find something to relate to in another person, even if they're, say, dressing differently or or speaking a different language or praying differently. The human experience is so similar regardless. And you'll see that Maria going through third grade and having those, you know, moments of jealousy and and anger and stomping her foot and and wanting her way and wanting a birthday party that's big enough. All of those are things that anyone can relate to. You don't have to be someone like me. And your big sister is mad at you and your dad says no. (laughs) (laughs) All of that fun stuff. All of it is in here. (laughs) Absolutely. So this is the first in the series. We're going to hopefully see a lot more of her. Can you tell us anything about any future adventures you hope to send Maria on? Yes, I can't wait for The Incredible Henna Party to be published. And then early next year will be Maria Khan and the fabulous Jasmine Garden, where she really wants to be like the uh, the leader of a school gardening project. But unfortunately, so does her arch enemy, Alexa. So they're kind of competing for this, this top position. Plus, none of the other kids in the class actually want to do any gardening. So Maria is trying to learn, has to, not trying to, but despite her best efforts, has to learn a little bit about leadership and responsibility and garden. <laughs> so she's thinking being a leader means just bossing people around. But, you know, we all know that's not true. And hopefully she will learn that as well in a very fun way. After that, there will be Maria Khan and the Spectacular Fall Festival. That'll be around fall of next year. There's a fall festival happening in her school to raise money for charity. Maria, of course, doesn't care anything about the charity. She just wants to sell the most number of tickets because there's a grand prize. And she kind of has to pull the whole class together to get excited. Yeah, and I'm still working on a few others. So I'm excited about what she gets up to. And readers can always send me their ideas too. A lot of the Yasmin books are actually reader-suggested ideas. So I'm always open to that. I, when I do school visits or people will send me messages on my website saying, hey, can your characters do blah, blah, blah. And if it's a good enough idea, I definitely take into consideration. We'll get all the self-care third grade listeners out there. <laughs> send in your ideas. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what should Maria do next? What what, what yeah. wild schemes did they come up with? <laughs> So since Booklist is a publication geared toward librarians, we always like to ask how libraries have played a role in your life as a reader, as a writer, as a community member. Oh my gosh, I could like write a whole essay on this. I mean, you know, I've loved books since I was old enough to hold a book in my hand and libraries have been my go-to place to make that happen in a lot of ways and often in a lot of ways that I found challenging Growing up in Pakistan, there weren't actually in my when I was a kid, 80s, 90s, there weren't there weren't libraries around. My my school had a small one. It was, I remember, run by this very elderly, very grumpy nun. Uh, but she was my introduction to good books. And I just like never looked back from there. I still remember her frowning about what I was choosing, but still not saying anything about it and writing it down in her little notebook. I think libraries just play such a big role in our communities. After I came to the U.S. and I had my kids, I started taking them to the library for toddler time. I mean, they knew nothing about books, but they knew this is a place that we have fun. And and my mom, our mom loves coming here. So 
it's just, it's just been something that's been a huge part of my life. I'm so happy now to see my uh, kind of like a uh, cycle of life situation where my uh, 16-year-old son is now volunteering weekly at the library, the children's section. Librarians are, are a huge supporter of not only my books, but diverse books in general. I've seen that because they know they know who they are serving and they know the populations that need our books. And so anyone that, that does that, I'm a huge supporter of them. I love it. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. What kind words. Thank you so much. <laughs> so in this book, one of the there's a reference to Ramona, the, the Ramona books. And I wondered if you thought, so obviously we see some parallels between Ramona trying to do good things and things not always turning out the way she wants them to. What else would you put on Maria's bookshelf at her house? Oh my gosh, that's a good question. I'm, I'm thinking of my own daughters. I don't know if people know, but my own, my daughter who's 13 now has been the inspiration for first the Yasmin book. Yasmin was based on my daughter. But I, I kind of think of her and her reading choices a lot when I'm doing things like what would my characters read? She really uh, gravitated to that were all like, I don't want to say bad girls, but like not very, very good girls. Like, you know, Judy B. Jones was like a one that she really liked. Maybe in my yeah. one of my next books, she can go to a bookstore and kind of pick out books that her mom doesn't like. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good story. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so very much for this conversation and for this delightful new series that we can enjoy. This Shelf Care interview was sponsored by Amulet Books, an imprint of Abrams, publisher of Maria Khan and the Incredible Henna Party, written by Sadia Faruqi and illustrated by Ani Bushri, available in October of this year. Happy reading. Happy reading.